0: This podcast of Out to Lunch is made possible by FSC Interactive, an online marketing agency specializing in social media, paid search, and search engine optimization. FSC-focused smart communications empowers customers to take control of their online brands. More at fscinteractive.com. Smart is their middle name. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones-Walker, established in 1937 now with more than 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, online at joneswalker.com. Additional support comes from Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank, Resource Management LLC, Luba Workers' Comp, and 30 North Investments. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business Professor and Economist. It's business, New Orleans style.
1: Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. glad you can join me for Out to Lunch. Like many New Orleanians, I have a dog. He's not my first, and like kids, you try not to have favorites, but I find I'm spending more on lucky than I've spent on my previous pets. And it's not just me, last year Americans spent over $55 billion on their pets. Now, to put that in some sort of perspective, that's more than most countries in the world spend on their military. Uh, in New Orleans, Zeus's place is one of a number of 21st century pet boarding and daycare facilities where pets are treated somewhere between kindergarten kids and rest home residents with activities, walks, naps, and even their own apartment. Michelle Ingram is the founder and owner of Zeus's Place. Uh, Michelle, welcome out to
2: lunch. Thanks for having me.
1: And we keep spending money on our pets even after they're dead. Heaven's Pets is a post-life pet care business, a a joint venture with Stewart Enterprises, a division of uh, Service Corp International, which is the largest provider of funeral and cemetery services in the united states uh based at lake lawn cemetery in metairie heaven's pets will arrange a funeral for a departed pet or they'll simply cremate your pet and give you the ashes in an urn the president of heaven's pets is patrick mcclosland uh patrick um welcome to out to lunch Uh, you know i what term do you use uh in this business i know frank stewart kind of coined the term death care on the human side is that the same
3: it is we use uh, pet death care pet death care Death care and bereavement.
1: If you use that three times, it's your word. That's so great. <laughs> the, uh, now, Patrick, when your pet dies, it's illegal to dig a grave in your backyard and bury it. I didn't know this until we started researching this show. Unless maybe your pet was a goldfish, in which case there are other means of disposal. But when it comes to cats and dogs, we seem to have managed as a human race to domesticate them and dispose of their remains for around 20,000 years. What happened in the last 20 years, and more specifically since 2005, when Heaven's Pets was formed, that's turned us into a more sentimental pet owners who want a, an urn with Fido's ashes
3: uh, on the mantle next to grandma's? What, what, how did this all get started? This all got started uh, by, it was founded by Jen Milius uh, and her husband, Brian Milius, uh, uh, and they felt that they wanted to really have something much more than what was being offered they felt they really wanted to have more grief counseling and they wanted to have more private cremations for uh, the pets that were out there so they came up with this idea and they went to frank stewart and they partnered uh, with lake lawn Metairie, uh to have a space out there to offer private cremations more people um, will spend as we've said on their pets uh, but they also wanted to have something in return, and they were wanted to have a little bit of relief from grief support. So not only do we offer private cremations, but we also have the grief support to go along with that. And as such, we've also, in turn, have uh, memorialization options out there. So we have niches and columbariums, and uh, people can come and and pay loving tribute to their pet. And
1: like we do with humans, we have to bury them above ground, I guess? uh,
3: Yes, we do. Wow, uh, can I, um, this is
1: just a question. It's funny, I bet this is the kind of show that a listener who doesn't have a pet is going to think some of this is ridiculous, and anybody who has a pet is
3: going to think all of this is terrific. So this is going to really work out. I, I, can I be buried with my pet? You cannot uh, oh. in Lake Lawn Metairie Cemetery. Uh, there are some states who have started to adopt that. Uh, it's one, something that we're looking forward to, hopefully trying to, to move forward with in Louisiana. Uh, but you cannot be mar- buried together. Uh, in, right. a, in a human cemetery. Well, there goes that idea. Yeah. There's, uh, now, Michelle,
1: if my dog Lucky stays home while the humans uh, in the house are gone for the day and he lies around the couch and occasionally rips up a cushion, I imagine out of boredom rather than really believing he's having a difference of opinion with the cushion, if I check him in your facility, he gets constant attention, walks, playing, affection, and I can watch all this on an individual video feed on my phone. Is this... The economic structure of the United States, we're all working so nobody's home to look after the kids or the pets anymore, and are we more sensitive to animals' needs and emotions? From your perspective, Michelle, uh, why are we treating our pets more like we treat our kids now?
2: I think pets are becoming more like children, especially you know, especially after Katrina. We saw a lot of that. you got to hold on to what you love, yeah. and that was your pet that you hopefully got to evacuate with, and now people are... Taking that transition from it's just property, my pet is property to a part of my family, and so they're treating them like they do their children, and part of that involves watching, you know, them on the webcams all day, and I always, you know, I always laugh at my clients who said, you know, I, I got no work done today, you know, I, I watched the webcams <laughs> all day long, and I saw he napped from one to one fifteen, I'm like, wow. You should be using the webcams like that. You should be working. Leave them in my care of me. But, you know, they love it. They love the fact that they can see them all the time. I did the same thing when my daughter was in daycare. So, you know, it, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it comes full circle.
1: Let me just ask you, what do you think is, are we in the beginning of some some uh, national movement five years from now? Is, is uh, like, is Zeus going to be a bigger place?
2: Oh, I'd love for Zeus to be a bigger place. And there are many different facilities around town in New Orleans. that everybody asks, are you, are you are you nervous every time a new one opens? I'm like, no, I'm not because there's so many pets in New Orleans and there's so much of a need for it. We can have another five or six boarding facilities and we'd all still do fine. We all solve a different niche in the market. Like there's a pet boutique or there's Zeus's place. or You know, everybody has a different type of dog they cater to. So, you know, we can have five more.
1: Well, Pat, Let me ask you, I mean, one of the things I, I find on the show is that people tend to know... All the other people in their industry—do all the pet people know each other?
3: They, they, it is a close circle. You know, everybody is uh, either works together or has their needs. Just do know? belly rub against each that's other. That's right. And you know. It's, uh, it's <laughs> a great roll over, scratch. You know. uh, but no, more people these days are having more pets than having children, and so that's why they have become more pet parents. You know, and you'll have six or seven pets, and you may only have one or two children. Right. So people are, are spending more, they're wanting to do more for their pets, and they're wanting to take them with you, which is how we came into existence with the cremation, was that people wanted to take their pets with them. So if they were evacuating for Katrina, they would pick them up, they would take them in their urn and make sure that they would stay with them wherever they would be relocated. Wow, now who are the, um, This when you were saying this earlier, who are the grief supporters? Are
1: these people, are you, tr- is it the same kind of background you'd have as a humans? We
3: actually use a licensed clinical social worker who volunteers her time, and we actually offer our grief support on the second Tuesday of every month uh, to anyone who has lost a pet, whether they've used our services or not, and it's complimentary. And so we have meetings at Lake Lawn uh, at Heaven's Pets uh, during that time period.
1: Why and other. Um, uh, are we talking about an actual funeral, by the way, for a dog or cat? We
3: have done actual funerals. Uh, we've done memorial services. Uh, every year we do have a memorial service that we do honoring all those that have lost uh, pets. Uh, we have a blessing of the animals that we do in October. Uh, but, yes, we can, we, as I tell our people who call us, we can do whatever your wishes are. You know, so we try to take care of any needs that you want. If you want to have ashes returned, we can do that. If you don't, we can take care of that as well. Wow! Now,
1: now, Michelle, I have read that actually rescuing animals is sort of actually your your real passion.
2: It is the boarding and grooming just fronts my habit of rescuing <laughs> animals. So, um, is there a secret to getting them? Popeye's fried chicken. <laughs> Popeye's fried chicken. I can Tom. get anything with a th- uh, with a. Th- three-piece nugget from Popeye's fried chicken. I can get a possum, a kitten, a cat, a dog. <laughs> you name it, I have caught everything with Popeye's fried chicken.
1: Wow. That would be such a great ad for Popeye's in some way. Exactly. There's um, I can call the company in Atlanta. This might be the beginning of this. <laughs> and how did, um, how did you get into the business? Uh, now, you mentioned the Amelia's family had it earlier. You were um, but you were an executive with uh, Mackie Shilstone. Yes. yeah.
3: I, uh, I was with Mackie Shilstone for 20 years. So uh, I had a friend that uh, saw this position come across his desk and he said, actually, I think you might be good uh, for this and so went and interviewed with uh, Stewart Enterprises and with Amelia's because they're still in a partnership together and uh, they offered me the position. They, I had grown Mackie's stores from one to seven locations uh, and so they want to take this nationally. So this is something that they're looking to expand to other properties around the country. And so that's where they decided, I guess they chose me and brought me in to to do that. We actively are looking into major markets right now into Dallas, uh, Chicago, Houston, and other markets as well. I know this is the
1: kind of question we ask when we're talking about widgets and things like this, but um, how do you choose a market? How do you decide if that's going to work?
3: Realit- really, if we were looking at, at the big markets because there's such a need, and there are a lot of people who don't operate properly. And so we really want to come in, we want to be on a cemetery base m- to enhance uh, what people are looking for. And so we want to kind of drive out the people who aren't handling cremations properly in, in those cities.
1: Wow. Yeah. Well, that is great. And they come in special urns? Have
3: you, we have a nice standard return urn that we have. It's a hand carved wooden urn. But yes, there are a lot of specialty urns that people can choose from. And Pat, i am going to ask
1: you this just because my assistant asked me this as I was leaving for the show. Is what's the largest pet you can intern? Or is it. Like I've had baby elephant as a pet. I mean, not saying I do, but maybe a friend of mine. Uh. Yeah.
3: we wouldn't be able to handle that, but we have handled pot belly pigs. Uh, we recently had a 150 pound uh, python that came in. Um, yeah, so we oh, we can depending on the size of the pet, we can we can definitely handle that.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, I used gel for my my dog Buddy, yeah. who was a hundred something pound golden retriever. Yeah, and we you know we got the the wooden inlay box. Uh-huh. And Buddy was just, we always laughed. He was just this big farting, drooling golden retriever. And <laughs> he came <laughs> home to us and he was just always dirty. And he came home to this good in this marketing. beautiful little box that was about this big. And my daughter looks at me and she goes, you sure they got all of him? <laughs> 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 and he's, he's up on the, um, next to the TV right now getting good receptions. So. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that is <laughs>
1: That's what I knew this industry was going to be like. This is going <laughs> to be great. Now, Michelle, I'll ask you because we ask this to a lot of people. Like, turnover is a very expensive thing when employees uh, come and go. Um, how do you hire? What questions do you ask to get the right people?
2: Wow, that's a really good question. We um, we don't have a lot of turnover at Zeus's place, um, which is odd for the industry. The... People that we hire, it's more of a hey, come work with us for a day. Like we look at their references and their resume and say, hey, let's try it out for a day. Let's try it out for a week. And and at the end of the week, we look at each other and go, all right, I just don't think you're the right person for this. Like you don't, you're not what I want. It's hard. You're not the type of person that we'd hire. Not that you're a bad person. It's right. just we have we're a family at Zeus's Place. We have twelve employees and we all work together. You know, eat together, sleep together, drink together. Right. So if somebody doesn't fit into what we have, it's hard to sort of work with them. So we just say, hey, let's, you know, didn't work out. You know, you're a great person. We don't have one standard set of questions, I guess is what I'm saying. It's more of the feel of the person and fitting in with the love. You have to have a love for animals. Like, you can't teach that. So we learn in that week whether or not they'll work.
1: Wow. And uh and are you now the second most famous person from Cutoff, Louisiana? Next I to Bobby might Bieber? be.
2: You know, his mom taught kindergarten at my Cutoff Elementary School, and she was fantastic. So <laughs> I will leave that all to Bobby J. <laughs> 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 oh,
1: the, you know, you know uh, Patrick, let me ask you a question that um, I like to ask people sometimes is uh, what's the, um, who has been the person that's been most helpful in, in your life and kind of getting you where you are now?
3: You know, I would, I would have to say that it was probably my uncle, Billy Fitzgerald, uh, who um, was a basketball and baseball, baseball coach, coach. They wrote the Newman book High Coach School. about him, right? Yes. Uh, he was a major influence in my life and just always trying to go after uh, your passion and, and what you really, truly believed in. And so uh, I always admired him and looked up to him. And uh, I would, you know, my cousins and or my I would spend so much time with my cousins during the summer. With both my parents working all the time, we would attend Jenna Day Camp over at Newman, and just I just followed him around, you know. And uh, he and my aunt are going to be moving to North Carolina. He's retired, going to retire from Newman that, yeah. this year after 41 years. Wow. Uh, and so, uh, but he would have to be a major influence on my life. Wow!
1: He's influenced a lot of folks yes. in this town. That's yeah. uh, that's terrific. Patrick, let me ask you, what is uh, I suppose it varies a little bit, but what is the, uh, the cost of a pet funeral or pet cremation?
3: The, the cost for pet cremation is going to vary by weight. Uh, say a 15 pound uh, pet is $175. That includes the hand-carved wooden urn. We do a certificate of cremation uh, that a- authenticates the cremation that's done. It's also returned with the silver coin, identifying your pet throughout the entire process, as well as we offer some poems uh, from the pet back to the owner. Wow. Yeah.
2: I love the paw print that you offered too. That's really... They and and a, a lock of hair, which I yep. never would have thought to do, but yeah. you can get a lock of hair and then a paw print, and that's we, fantastic. And we, and the paw print d- is actually... You have you make it into jewelry
3: of some sort, you can, don't you? Yeah, we will take an ink print, uh, and then we can make it into any kind of jewelry. We do a lot of stamp silver standard charms. Uh have people who just recently did some cufflinks. Uh, that they wanted to have for the pet. And the good part about the paw print is that we don't have to do it on a deceased pet. We can do it on pets now, and people can have that jewelry currently. Yeah. And Michelle, I should ask you, what, what is it going to cost me to spend the
1: night at your place?
2: If your dog is, if Lucky has gained weight, is now over 50 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, <cost> so you <laughs> told me that is the cutoff. <laughs> That's something. the cutoff. For some reason, it's 50 pounds. It's 30 a night, and under 50 pounds or 25 a night. The second or third or fourth pet is always half off. And they get to stay together. What a reason to diet. This is so great. This is is just what I hope.
1: Now we're going to check our inbox. It's where our producer picks a question that's come in from a listener. Uh, Grant, these were actually, were these pets that wrote in this week? Or was it?
0: They're all humans as far as I can tell. (laughs) Uh, This is a question for Patrick from Michelle Robury, who asks, what kind of memorials are available at Afterlife Care? Is there anything in the cemetery or the crematorium where you can have a plaque that remembers your pet?
3: Yes, we do. We have uh, columbarium niches uh, that uh, we have there where you can place up to six pets into a niche. We also have uh, memorial curbing where it's one pet that is placed uh, around our memorial garden uh, and there's inscriptions on both of those. Uh, The costs uh, also cover the inscription as well as opening and closing costs. And then we also have just down to a memorial brick that if you wanted to have a memorial brick Uh, with any kind of inscription done, either placed in our garden or something you can take home with you as well. But all of those are offered uh, at Lake Lawn Cemetery. You can check heavenspets.com, and it gives you all the descriptions.
0: Michelle, here's a question for you from Maria Sinclair, who's wondering, are there any tips you can suggest owners to use prior to a pet's first boarding stay?
2: Oh, that's a really good question. What we do suggest is that you bring them by. You bring them over for a visit. You, they spend an hour with us, and you, you take them home, and then you take home something from us, like a blanket or something that's been in the building that smells like Zeus's place, and then you bring it back in with them, so they're getting used to the smell. They spend an hour. They know that you're going to pick them up, and it makes for an easier boarding experience. Wow. And is
1: it, it works just the way it does with like little kids, right? Sometimes you, drop, you see people drop off little kids, and they're fine, and then others are clamoring to come... You know, fall the parents off the door. It's absolutely
2: hysterical when people drop off their pets and they, they feel like they bring their kids to daycare and the pets are having a fit. You're like, no, don't leave me shaking. And the minute they close the door and they walk into the back, it's like the Super Bowl for the Saints back there. <laughs> all the dogs are having a blast. The dogs are having fun. And their parents come back at the end of the day like, oh, my goodness, how did they do? Were they scared? all there's like the minute you got in your car and drove away, your dog was having a blast. So, yeah, it, it's a lot uh, like daycare. They were happy to see you leave. That's exactly. the odd
1: part, man. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know, we've been talking a little bit more about dogs, but I mean the same thing
2: applies to cats, right? I mean, you, you board cats and Absolutely. And actually we have in the office of Zeus's place, we have these cat kennels that overlook Ferret Street. And so, um, they must have loved the festival. I, exactly. They <laughs> did. They did. I have been known to go across the street to the bus stop on the corner of Cata's and throw down bread so that all the pigeons come and then all the cats turn towards the window and start chirping. It's great. The people who go to Company Burger across the street will come across and we have the windows open, you know, pet on the cats through the window. So it's the cats have a really good time at Susie's place. Wow.
1: That's, that's going beyond the. The Call of Duty. I that do what is, I can. That is <laughs> great. They, uh, you know, we're talking about a, a business that uh, is a multi-billion dollar business. I mean, where does it go from from here? I mean, uh, have we seen a peak or do you,
2: do you see more down the road? I can't wait to see what's coming. Every day I'm amazed at the stuff my clients bring in to to have their dogs have with them while they're staying with us. And I just can't believe that somebody has actually marketed, came up with this product, marketed, somebody brought it to me to take care of it. It's just... I don't know what's out there. I love the fact that there's so many things coming out that I would have never thought of that makes a pet's life easier. Um, So I think it's only going to go farther from here. So if you're a pet,
1: it's going to be even better going forward. It's going to be so much better to be a (laughs) pet. Than a pet owner maybe in the next there's couple a
2: of years <laughs> exactly they made the kongs stronger they oh made yeah the tennis ball launchers go yeah. even farther that's the
1: one where you don't get the slobber on your hands by the uh, yes yeah. the yeah. little yeah. chuckets. <laughs> they made those stronger the balls go
2: farther the kongs now have feel fi- filling like cheese whiz that you can shove in there with treats I mean they oh <laughs> I would chase that exactly there's a
1: <laughs> wow so more innovation ahead. Exactly. And I then mean, what
3: about on your side of the business? I think on our side, you're going to see more regulation. Right now, you can it's legal in Louisiana. You cannot bury in your yard, but you can leave your pet out for Richards or Waste Management to pick up on your weekly pickup, and that is on the SPCA website. So I think what you're going to find is you're going to find a tendency to get away from that and that uh, companion pets are going to have to be either cremated or treat, disposed of properly and not treated as disposal.
1: And that'll be a kind of a state-by-state state basis? I uh, think.
3: So our, actually, it already is in Illinois. Illinois and in Chico- the Chicago area, you cannot dispose of your pet in that way. You have to take it, uh, either have it cremated. Heard it here first,
1: yeah. That's the weird one. (laughs) Uh,
3: Michelle Ingram, Patrick McCausland, with 83
1: million dog owners and 95 million cat owners in the U.S., projected to spend nearly $60 billion on their pets in the coming 12 months. You are in a growth industry. The, uh, The New Orleans pet market is not showing any signs of differing from the overall trend, so it looks like you're going to be staying pretty busy. Uh, thanks so much for joining me and taking the time away from your pets and, uh, and joining me on Out to Lunch today. Thank you, Peter. It's thanks great, for having me. Great to have you, folks. The, my guests on Out to Lunch today have been Patrick McCausland from Heaven's Pets and Michelle Ingram from Zeus's Place. To find out more about Michelle's pet care in this world or Patrick's in the next, follow the links on our websites www.no.org and itsneworleans.com. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Hunter and gatherer Jennifer Smith is our researcher. Uh, Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can get this show as a podcast, you can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, it's neworleans.com and wwno.org. Support for Out to Lunch comes from PreSonus Audio Electronics. Information about Baton Rouge based Presonus is online at presonus.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting and WWNO for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Rashudi. I look forward to meeting you again next week on Out to Lunch around the table here at Commander's Palace.
0: Till then, be well, be safe, be happy. Bye bye. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker online at joneswalker.com. Additional support provided by Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank, Resource Management LLC, Luba Workers' Comp, and 30 North Investments.